Welcome to a bonus episode of Life Giver Military Spouse Podcast. This is Corey Weathers, and I'm thrilled to share with you a military spouse journey. For the next week, I'm going to join the Secretary of Defense as he travels to visit the troops in the Middle East for his holiday tour. Join me as we go on this ride on how it changes me, my marriage, and hopefully how it can better yours. everyone and welcome to day five my last day of a military spouse journey and um, thanks to all of you who've had such wonderful kind comments about everything going on and good questions and um, um, I'm just so thankful that so many people have enjoyed this and um, so where did I go I had the most amazing day like Amazing. So first of all, I have to give a huge shout out to our Marines and Navy branches because, wow, like you guys completely impressed me today. So here is what I did today. We actually um, got on MH-53 helicopters today and flew out to the Gulf to visit the Charles de Gaulle um, aircraft carrier and also the Kearsarge um, that was out there pretty close to it. And I got like a total of four helicopter rides, which was amazing and fantastic. Like I, it just was, um, incredible. Like I, I wish everybody would have a chance to do that. And I just had such a great time. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the ships. Um, there's all kinds of really amazing world news that's going on around that as far as our, um, fight with ISIS and, um, and I'm going to leave that to my amazing colleague press team that um, has been covering that. And I hope that you'll go and read a lot on that. But since my mission is to more so cover um, from a spouse's perspective what it's like for her soldier to or service member to be deployed, um, I'm focusing more so on that. But I do want to give you a little bit of information as far as, you know, why we went out there and what it was like. And um, so... The Navy and the Marines completely blew me away and impressed me. And I'm sure like the Navy Marine spouses and, and service members out there are like, well, yeah, like we knew we were that awesome. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> every branch has amazed me. Um, and so so today we, we flew on the helicopters, which I have to say the helicopters, I didn't even, they were, it was such a smooth ride. Like I didn't even know that it we took off until we were already up in the air. And the only way I can describe it for those of you who haven't had a chance to do it before is that it's like you, it reminds me of when you're going up the hill of a roller coaster and um, it's nowhere, I mean, it's the closest that, that I can explain it where it's like dig 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 and you just, your whole body is shaking, you know? And, and at one point I closed my eyes and I just put my head back and, and just felt just the rumble of, of the helicopter and it just was, um, thrilling. So, and of course the back of the helicopter is open so you can see out and to see the ocean and, um, and we were going amazingly fast, which you wouldn't even be able to tell from the inside. And that's one thing that, um, that's one of the few things on this trip that's kind of frustrated me is all the aircraft that I've been on have very few windows. And, and so it's very strange to, 
you know, go in an aircraft and then take off somewhere and then show up in this completely different place or a different country. And um, so it kind of made me think about how, you know, a lot of our service members are going on missions and, and having to step in one place and just get out in an entirely different place and different setting. So, um, so we went to the Charles de Gaulle ship first and it's a French ship and, um, pretty much the whole crew is French and, um, they were so welcoming and so amazing to us and, um, very sweet and kind. And I have to tell you that, um, right now with the Charles de Gaulle, we're making history, us history, world history, really, um, with, with the, you know, we've been talking all week a little bit about with the war with ISIS and the battle with ISIS, whatever it is that we're doing. Um, there is this, you know, desire to have the coalition and, and certain allies working with us to, to kind of surround ISIS and, and take care of it. But with the Charles de Gaulle, what we have is what was explained to me is the first time in history we've ever had a French ship that's kind of is acting as a tasking task force underneath, um, America, America's Marines and Navy. And so it's not just that we have two partners, I'm having trouble with my hands in this video. Um, it's not just that we have two partners, but we actually have the French ship working up underneath us as within the American Americans. So that's the best way that I can describe it very simply. Um, <clears throat> and that's making history that's never been done before. And when we first went in there, they took us to a bar in the ship, which there's four bars in the Charles de Gaulle, like literally a bar, a bar. And so the, the uh, there's about, I think they said 2000, I hope I get, I'm getting that right. 2000, um, on the ship and they get about, they get two tickets a day, two drinking tickets a day. Of course we weren't drinking, but they had behind the bar the most amazing cappuccino machines, espresso machines. And so of course all of us press that the group that I was with were going crazy over the coffee and it gave me a chance to sit next to a French fighter pilot. And you have to understand that the Charles de Gaulle is the only non-American carrier vessel that can operate American aircraft. So to talk to a French, um, uh, fighter jet pilot who is one of the ones that are doing these nightly strikes in Syria and Iraq was um, a huge opportunity that I felt honored to be able to speak with him um, to know that he is one of one of them that's on the front line actually doing those strikes and um, it also gave me a really great international perspective on um, family life for another country and how that family supports that service member. And so he's a Navy pilot and his wife is also Navy. Um, although she stays at home with the kids now. So some of the things that he shared with me was, um, just that he does the airstrikes and we got into talking about how much he loves his job. And I will tell you, tell you, that's a huge thing I'm going to come back to in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the is, is really seeing these service members and getting to talk to the troops, which is my favorite part of the whole trip is to talk to these troops and see their faces light up when you ask them about their job and, um, and to talk to them and find out which part of their job they love the most. And so when I asked the fighter pilot, you know, what do you love about your job the most? Is it, you know, cause different people like different things about their jobs. And I was, I asked, 
Is it taking off the ship? Um, is it dropping bombs and feeling like you're making a significant impact in, in the battle? Is it um, completing the mission? What is it that you love about your job? And, um, and he, he had this grin that came on his face and this light that came in his eyes and, and talking about taking off the ship. And, and it, was, it, it was so bright. His face, <clears throat> his face was so bright when he said it, it just made me smile. I just couldn't help it. To see somebody else have so much joy in what they do best and how much they love it was priceless to me. And it's something I've been able to experience throughout this trip as I've talked with troops and encouraged them. Um, and then he said something that was really sobering that I really appreciated, and I told him that. Um, he said, he said, you know, obviously in his really thick, wonderful French accent, um, obviously I don't like to drop bombs. I don't like to hurt people. Um, but that's what the mission is and it's what I have to do. And, um, I acknowledged how hard that must be. And, um, it's amazing, isn't it? How you can have so much joy in what you do and yet it can also bring you pain. And I think there's a lot of our service members, you know, obviously that go through that and to, love what you do and to, to just really enjoy it, but also know that it comes with a sacrifice even to your own psyche. So, and then he and I laughed about how crappy American coffee is because we were drinking this amazing French coffee <laughs> on this ship, which blew me away. I couldn't believe I was doing that. Um, so that was a real big highlight of my day was talking to him. I also got to hear that the French military also has family programming and be their version of BAH, um, child care help with the kids and, uh, support with the spouses. And, um, but more than anything, he was so thrilled and honored to be able to work with Americans. He was talking about how much they have to learn, how much the French has to learn from the Americans, how much he loves to study underneath them and how, um, how a lot of the French pilots come to America to study and he just was just really excited to be part of this. And that made me happy to know that a lot of these um, French sailors and Marines really not only love what they do, but they genuinely, and you could see it when we were visiting them, genuinely excited to be part of the mission that they are a part of. And they know that this is um, different and it's historic. And so, I don't have tons of video and pictures because we hit two, sh two ships and four helicopter rides and we were back by three o'clock. And so um, it was a fast paced day. But I do have a picture of us getting on the helicopter that I wanted to show you. And I actually also took a video of us taking off and you can't really tell that we're taking off because there's not many windows, but it does give you a chance to see inside the helicopter. And I wanted to give you that chance um, with the amazing smell of diesel and um, must <laughs> that seems to be prevalent in the military world. So here is, uh, here's those two clips.
So once we left the Charles de Gaulle, we um, flew to the Kearsarge. I think I'm saying that wrong now. I had it earlier today, but um, this was an American, it is an American aircraft. And um, I have some pictures that I'm showing you of both of these because from the helicopter, I didn't even really get a chance to even see what we were landing on. I mean, honestly, out the back of the helicopter, it looked like we were about to land in the ocean when all of a sudden we landed on something more firm than water. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I guess we're here. So um, I wanted to give you guys kind of a picture of what we landed on so we could see it. And I didn't get to see like all of the ship, but I really got a wonderful appreciation for the Navy and for our ships and for those that work and live inside of them. And um, so when we got off on the Kearsarge, um, USS, USS Kearsarge, um, we immediately got to go to mess hall and, and eat with a lot of the sailors and Marines there. And, um, I had a chance to talk with two other Marines who shared with me that they were both married with kids at home and, um, also both loving their jobs. Um, one was an in infantry and, um, and a lot of our Marines are, are on there in case something were to happen, they could be close by enough to, um, do some special forces or special operations stuff. And so, um, just being able to talk with them about their kids and, you know, I could really see how much they were um, feeling uncomfortable that they were not going to get to see their kids for Christmas. And one of them was about, his baby girl was about to be born, well, is, is going to be born in the spring and he'll miss that. And um, I just had this opportunity to encourage them and there's something that I've been kind of saying or found myself saying over the course of this trip as I visited troops um, is just, you know, when some a conversation goes that direction is just to say to them, you know, and I can say this from, cause my dad was an air force pilot. Um, and I've also seen my own children come through a couple deployments as well is just to say, you know, you're teaching your kids by doing what you love to do. And sometimes that pulls you away, but, um, it's who you are that makes a difference in your kid's life and in your marriage more than how many holidays you miss. And so if we focus more on who we are to the people that we love, we're going to make a bigger impact than the impact of not being there at Christmas. And um, I hope that's meant something to those that I've talked to. It, it seems like it did to just be able to say Merry Christmas and thank you for where you have to be. And um, I'm really glad that you love your job and um, I'm glad that you do your job and that... Um, and that it's okay and that your family is going to be okay as long as you're who you need to be. And I know that kind of might contradict the fact that some of them also said that their biggest struggle is that they feel like family doesn't understand that they are literally working all day, every day. And I had heard that before. Matt had said that to me plenty of times in the past. He would comment, well, I, you know, when he was gone for a year that he worked solid straight for 365 days. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, you didn't get a vacation. You didn't get a weekend, but it, I guess it didn't register to me that, um, for some of our service members, they literally, you know, get up and they work until they go to bed. And even if they did get off at five or six o'clock and could rest for the evening, they're still living around bosses and colleagues and, and they don't ever really get off work, if you know what I mean. And so it really clicked for me that, okay, I've heard this over and over again each day 
this really must be an issue. This really is something that we aren't understanding as spouses. Um, we really don't understand why they can't call when they wish that they call, wish that they could call. Um, and maybe that could be helped with more education. And, and if spouses had a better picture of what they do all day long, every day, not that we have to go and be there all day, but just perhaps if we gave spouses a better picture and why that, um, piece of what they do matters in the overall mission, maybe we would understand a little bit more. I don't know. So, um, after lunch, we were able to go to a hangar where we could, um, see the secretary thank the troops again. And, um, I got to talk with a couple of other Marines there. Um, one was an Osprey pilot and that was cool. Um, not another one was an infantry and, um, so just getting to encourage them as well. And I want to come back to this overall theme of joy that I found with the soldiers that I felt was really remarkable. You know, when we see them at home, they're often training and getting ready and planning for deployments, or maybe there's no deployment coming up at all. And we've also heard of service members that get really frustrated or even depressed if they aren't deployable or can't be deploy. And there's something about deploying that um, they long for. And so I thought about it today. Everybody that I've talked to, that I've had a chance to talk to this week, there was a light in their eyes and a joy in what they were doing. And there were times that I purposefully, like today on the helicopter, I just not only enjoyed it, but I allowed myself to show how much I was enjoying it. I wanted these crew chief, this crew chief. I wanted these um, these Navy guys to see that I was enjoying what they did and that I appreciated it. And so I just kind of allowed some of that excitement to leak out. And it was really great to have them notice that and appreciate that somebody appreciated what they did and that, yeah, they really did have a cool job, didn't they? <laughs> and, um, I also have to tell you that I have gotten an overwhelming response from service members when I tell them what I'm doing here, that I'm just a spouse that's kind of tagging along and giving a spouse perspective on what it's like to be deployed because spouses never get to see that. And, um, boy, their faces light up and, um, boy, I'm talking about a lot of lighting up of faces, but <laughs> it's just been that kind of day. Um, they have, they just are like, really? That's awesome. That's the coolest idea ever. And, you know, some of them are like, oh, let me show you around. Let me show you some of the things that I wish that I could show. And um, they were, they've just been genuinely thrilled to know that somebody cared enough to show um, spouses what they do. And it really did mark me to, to notice um, how happy some of them were. And I actually had one Marine this evening when I was sharing the same thing to him said, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm so sorry you're deployed and I'm so sorry that that must be horrible for you. And he's like, you know, we're, we're a volunteer service. We volunteered to do this, to sign up for it. And we want to go and do it. That doesn't mean we want to leave our families, but they want to go and do this thing that they've trained to do and what they're good at doing. And 
I will say that every person that I've talked to or every job that I've experienced, whether it's been a pilot, a crew chief, an infantryman, it's or whatever, every MOS that I've come across this week, I, I thought about it as I kind of put my head back in that helicopter and closed my eyes for a minute and, and thought about it. Um, every job that I've come across is a sexy job. And I can totally understand why they signed up to do it and why they love to do it. And it's possible to love what you do and still love your family and love your kids and love your wife. And um, I'm so thankful to all of you spouses out there who support your service member to go and do what they do and, and work for the greater mission um, of what's especially what's going on here in the world. So... <clears throat> Um, so that's the gist of it today. Um, I really just want to encourage you guys again, that you are on a no film mission for your marriage. And, um, I, you know, I will say that I've talked with Matt. Um, I had a great chance to talk with him today since I got home early, spent some good time with him on FaceTime and talked about, I thanked him for his posts that have been so amazing and, uh, and giving the, the role reversal perspective and um, I think he's going to be putting more out on that and because he's right on the things that he's feeling are the things that we spouses have gone through. Um, and I appreciate him putting his mind and heart into um, what we must go through and how we must be feeling. And, um, you know, but when we were talking about it, we realized, you know, yes, I'm doing this for spouses because I want to give spouses a, a good picture of what our service members do and what it's like during deployment. But I think a secondary mission that's kind of come out of this um, is that a lot of what I've done this week, um, I don't know if there's been service members who've watched any of these videos, but from this side of the interaction that I've had with service members during this experience has been that what I have done and worked so hard on and trying to really put my mind into this um, is possibly even more of a service to them because so many of them have felt validated and appreciative. And um, it's been my, of all the wonderful, cool things that I've seen above and beyond um, everything else, like being with the troops this week, talking to them, encouraging them, having them open up to me, me thanking them, but more than that, having the opportunity to encourage them that, um, we care about what they do and, um, and that we care enough to, to learn about what they do. And, um, it was just a relationship dynamic that was really sweet. And if any of the service members end up getting to watch these videos, cause a couple of them asked for my contact information so that they can either pass it on to their wife or look for it later. I just want to say thank you to those that, that opened up to me. And um, some of them, when they found out what I was doing, took me under their wing for the little time that I was there and wanted to show me around. And I felt safe and I felt protected. And um, I know my husband deeply appreciates that. And um, it just was a very sweet, safe, wonderful experience. And um, I know that we have so many. That's one of the great things about our service members is how protective they are um, over, I think, all spouses. So. Anyways, thank you for joining me on, on this adventure. I'm sure there's going to be maybe one or two more videos because I think this would not be complete if I didn't share the other side of coming home and this uh, jet lag reintegration 
experience that's on the other side. <laughs> really looking forward to that. Um, but already I've heard from Matt and him saying how hard he's working to make sure he's rested and make sure the house is set up. And it sounds so familiar. <laughs> so um, I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear what you've thought about this journey um, and questions that you might have. Um, but otherwise, I will. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. Um, and thank you so much for to Military Spouse Magazine for making this possible for me to be here for the Department of Defense and the Secretary's Office that came up with this idea that just really shows me and should show all of us that um, they really do care about our families and and it's important to them that um, not only our troops are are taken care of but so are our spouses and families. And um, it really has been a trip of a lifetime. And um, I'm looking forward to more of what's going to come out after this. Um, if you are interested in more of, you know, there's only so much I can write in a blog. And there's only so much that I can say in a video without completely overwhelming you. Um, if you're interested in more, um, I've really worked hard to, to put this into words and, and have a book format. I'm sure Matt's stuff is going to be in there too. So we'll let you know when, uh, when and if that's coming out as well. So anyways, thanks. I've had a great week. I've had a great week looking at social media and following along. And, um, I, oh, let me think there was actually another video clip that I was going to show of the landing. And, um, and I also was going to show you, so I'll show you first the video clip of us leaving the Charles de Gaulle and we were going up the elevator to get to the helicopters. And I, and I, number one, it was cool. And number two, we were saying goodbye to, to all the, um, French sailors and Marines. And I thought that was really special. And, um, and then I also wanted to show you the landing, um, that from the MH-53 when we were done for the day because um, the video was the best that I could do. So um, anyways, thanks so much for joining me and I will see you guys later.